What's happening, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. I'm really excited to share this one with you. Got a fascinating guy in today. He goes by the name of Taryn Chatta. He works for Titan One Studios, the Raid Studios, and if you haven't heard of that, they make comic books. He is a super talented author, and he co-wrote something I'm absolutely enjoying right now called The Night Guardians of Relativity. It's a part of a bigger universe. They have other books coming out in that universe called New Humans, and it's an absolute badass stories of heroes in an untraditional way. I put it up there like as a cross of like The Matrix and Sin City and Watchmen, just very adult-themed sci-fi and yeah it's it's so intriguing and i'm excited to see where this goes and he is also the founder of something called bloodsport gaming what bloodsport gaming is is you're basically playing a shooter game or something and every time you get hit you actually lose blood because you are connected to an iv (laughs) and uh yeah we he explains what that's all about and uh, why it's a good thing. <laughs> and it was just absolutely amazing to just sit down with this guy and just have a great candid conversation. I know we go off the tracks from talking of comics and everything, and I totally just got lost in this conversation. I remember halfway through this episode, I was going to close out the episode, and then we brought up another topic and again, like uh, I hope you guys really enjoy this one as much as I enjoyed talking to him. And whether you're on your commute or just listening to this at work, I hope you can get lost into this conversation as well. Definitely going to have him back again. And also this weekend is TCAF, which is the Toronto Comic Arts Festival. And Taryn will be there as well. And yeah, if you happen to hit that up, be a lookout for Taryn and his team, Titan One Studios, the Raid Studios. I know he's going to be out there promoting New Humans issue number one. If you happen to be intrigued by any of his work, the comics, Bloodsport Gaming, uh, what what he's doing at TCAF, and uh, you listen on Stitcher, Google Play, or iTunes, take the extra step to go to girthradio.com. Check out um, the link to this podcast episode. And we're going to have like all the links to everything he's up to and where he's going to be this weekend. And that's pretty much all that I have to say for an intro. I think this conversation speaks for itself. And we're going to get into it right now. Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. So I live on the, uh, like, sort of, like, Bloor and Dufferin area. Like, Ossington kind of squished between there. Do you like Bloor and Dovercourt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm over there. Okay, cool. Um, and then we have the a studio that we all work out of at College and Bathurst. Oh, awesome. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I never knew the location. Um, 
how I randomly discovered this. I was just in the Silver Snail. It's kind of like a ritual for me to go there and get a coffee. Okay, like, dude, I love the Silver Snail. Yeah, there's just sweet. there's just good vibes in there, yeah. and like sometimes I'll just like do some creative writing myself there. And stuff okay, like that. and I met one of your representatives. I wish I remembered his name. Corfi, maybe. Yes, because okay. it, it was like a name you don't hear that often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he came up with to me with this issue one that I'm holding right now. Okay. And um, he started explaining, and he's like, "Oh, it's like a Toronto company." And right even before he explained the story, I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this because like to support." Yeah. yeah and nice. then um, so I got it. I brought it home. And I went through the first one, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, actually fucking great. <laughs> like, and, uh, yeah, like, what he kind of explained was it's a story of heroes, but not your traditional ones wearing, like, tights and stuff like that. Yes. And one thing I didn't expect was it to be so dark, like, and, like, violent, and, which... I'm all for like, yeah, in a comic yeah, yeah. book. Almost reminded me of like a anti-hero type thing, like the Watchmen or something, but its own type of thing. And I want, I want to know, like, so you wrote this, right? So I'm the I'm the writer of the comic book, and it's actually based off um, off a novel, actually. So a novel by a British author. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Gareth Roberts, he wrote the novel, and then they brought me on to adapt it to a comic book. But the novel, obviously, is like it's. You know, like classic like Game of Thrones where it's huge and there's tons of characters oh, and the world's yeah. massive. Um, so it's sort of my job to figure out, like, how are we going to tell this as a comic book? Because oh, we okay. can't jump around so crazy. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't tell so many stories all at once that are jumping around in a comic book. You have to really make the narrative visual and structured, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it does kind of, like, I noticed there's, like, uh, some parallel, like, storylines going on, too. Like, I can see the Game of Thrones stuff that yeah. you're talking about. But, but like you said, you guys did a good job, like, uh, kind of cutting Thank it you. down and keeping it into, like, just comic style. So, For sure. Yeah. I think we had to, like, figure out, like, okay, let's pick a certain, a main character for this first arc. And let's develop her more, you know what I mean? Because she's mm-hmm. someone who plays a role in the in the novel, but not in such an extreme way. Where we're like, okay, no, we're going to make her our main character for this first arc and tell her story and really expand on it and and let you kind of get pieces of the uh, glimpses of what we're going to see as spinoffs later. Yeah. But, like, she's sort of our main vessel into it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, your publicist, uh, he also was saying, like, this is just – a small part of a bigger universe of uh, stories you guys are trying to totally. tell. Totally, it already. So uh, the books um, from the rest of the universe are already coming out. So we have uh, a book called New Humans um, that happens in the same universe. Another one called Pioneers of Relativity. So we're already doing the spinoffs. Like it's that it's that vast already. Yeah, that's so, <laughs> that's, that's so of... dope. It's like uh, kind of like creating your own Marvel DC like type of thing but its own thing and its own style and its own rules to the world and totally i think it's like i think you actually nailed it when you were saying earlier that it's like it feels like a superhero thing but a lot darker and in my brain it's almost like if you're the sort of person who's a fan of movies like you know like looper or blade runner or that sort of you know that sort of darkness Mm -hmm. or terminator or any of those ones but you love superhero stuff it's sort of like what if you take a bunch of superheroes and you put them into that sort of dark futuristic setting how would they deal with that yeah yeah um and so i think that's what's cool about it yeah and (laughs) before i get to you because i want to know about you and like kind (laughs) of like your story how you got into this i uh i bookmarked a little part 
which I thought was just kind of explains the tone and the story and also has like a fucking badass joke in it. <laughs> but it's uh, just a conversation between two people in the book and it's one person. He's like, is it true what they say about the Guardians? What do they say about the Guardians? That you never die and that each time you're about to die, you just go back in time. Yes, that's right. And each time we we create a new parallel universe. I've died and came back 17 times in each parallel universe I created. I met you and you've been a b- even bigger dick than the last one. And, and like, it's just like so awesome. Like how just that humor, like just cuts into like different things. And there's also like, uh, it's hard to explain. There's like so much going on and totally like, no, there's, I, there's a tone to it that I just, for I'm sure. very attracted to. I think you're nailing it. Like we, we talk about that so much. So we'll, write the comic book and we'll even say like okay how do we go back and make sure we're capturing some of that humor in the comic book still that because the novel has a lot of that humor in it too and so like how do we go back in and write moments that are that are also funny because it shouldn't it should be intense but it should also have um just you know like like stuff like that where it can it can be a little funny it can be a little crazy because that's the world a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's cool yeah yeah and um so before like all this, before Titan One, like how did you lead into like this kind of work? Like, have you always been like a writer or so um yeah, but I originally started actually weirdly, I in university I was a mecha- I started in mechanical engineering, which okay, is totally yeah. like like off the rails and then I switched to film. And so I, I like this is a fifteen years ago, I um I got started in advertising actually so i started working in advertising even though i was trying to make movies and comics like that's yeah, what i yeah. wanted to do and i was working on a product called nuva ring have you heard of nuva ring before no i okay, haven't so this is gonna be really weird for you because okay. it's what it is is it's a uh it's basically for it's like birth control it's birth control for women mm-hmm. but it's basically this ring that you put up you know there and, oh, and it stays yeah. there for like <laughs> a few months or whatever and so they had me sort of like you know um on this sort of like test assignment where i'm writing for it and instead of writing a proper like print ad i ended up writing this like two-page um comic book instead so i made this like two-page print ad comic book for the for this new ring <laughs> ad which makes like it makes no sense it's insane and, like, it's like the ring of power totally. <laughs> yeah and it's like people are just like what are you what is this like this makes no sense like obviously you should be doing comics like why are you doing this if that makes sense and so i was like mm-hmm. you know this is like this is more than 10 years ago and i was like you know what you're right like like this isn't good for the ads because I'm not making ads that are I'm making ads that are comics. Yeah, yeah. it's not good for me. I should be making comics. So I switched, and I just started making comics. I started making that. I started making working on video game stuff. Cool. Um, so a lot of people will probably know me more from the video game stuff actually than the comic stuff. Which oh, really? Weird. Yeah, like yeah, weird awesome. video game stuff. Like like, like like indie stuff and. Well, like, have you ever heard of Bloodsport Gaming? I uh, know I haven't. So Bloodsport Gaming was this thing that we came up with um, a couple years ago. And it was basically what it does is when you're playing a video game, you get connected to uh, an IV, essentially like an uh, or basically like a um, a blood collection device. And every time you get hit in the game, it starts to draw real blood from you oh in my real life. God, <laughs> yeah, that's hardcore. <laughs> yeah, was, I know it sounds like it sounds a little crazy. I can't believe I I haven't heard of that though. Like, cause I'm like really like into games and shit, but that's it's insane. Yeah. yeah, and it's happening for real. So we did like we actually went to Spain last year and had people really doing it at events. Like random people could just come into the gaming convention, and you could come with your friend, and we would 
stick a needle in you and you could actually play oh play and lose blood. And, don't, and it gets donated, so it's for good cause. Okay, okay. That's, yeah, so it's that's not cool just us too. stealing your blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So what type of games are you playing? Like shooters or like action? Or? So um, shooters is the main one that we use for when you're actually playing it, if that makes sense, for sure. Yeah. Um, but we want to expand it. You know what I mean? Like when we first came up with the idea years ago, we wanted it. We were just like totally thinking, I feel like games like Mortal Kombat for some reason mm-hmm. with the like the finish him and all that blood stuff. And then um, I think in the end, Battlefield would kind of became a big one that we were using. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, and it's cool because the rumble in a controller already tells you when you're getting hit in the game. You know what I mean? Like for some oh, games, it, yeah. it rumbles more than that. But for a lot of them, it just rumbles as a certain rumble. Mm-hmm. So you can latch onto that signal and use that to pull blood instead of instead of just shaking your hand wow the future is now <laughs> I know, right? good thing that wasn't hooked up to me when i played through all the dark dark souls theory series like mm. i died like fucking five thousand times and <laughs> i wouldn't <laughs> even be alive like legit oh, <laughs> like, wow yeah. and well, obviously we stop it at a certain point <laughs> yeah yeah that was my next question <laughs> is there a limit so yeah wow that's that's amazing actually yeah and it's uh it's funny that you said uh you got into this through like jumping into advertising because I went to advertising school too. No way. And I, that's where I found out I'm not good at ads and I should be doing some other shit. That's and, where, I yeah. mean, it's, it's like, it's a, it's like, you know, you're 20, you're in your, like when you were in your young 20s, like I was at that point and you come out of school and you're like, I need a job mm-hmm. and no one wants to pay you to like write comics yet or direct movies. Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, shit. And advertising's like, hey, we'll take your young minds and we'll feed off of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you're, you're like, probably thinking, yeah, I can be creative and make money. For but, sure. But sometimes you learn, like, uh, you can't be that creative. And, and it, it's, it's a mixed bag because, yeah. like, I've worked at places where I've worked at some agencies where it was awesome. Like, we mm. made some cool shit. And I, I felt really good about it sometimes. So I think there's, like, you know, I think it's why people hate 90% of the ads they see but every now and then there's like you see a commercial where you're like shit like that old spice commercial just made my day you know what i mean mm-hmm. so so it is i think there's less good stuff in that realm but every now and then there's something that that feels like okay they did a good job yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for sure definitely and yeah so with was that the the bloodsport gaming your big like your big thing with the gaming industry or did you do like many other projects with that? So it was mostly, I think Bloodsport Gaming was like the big one where we were working with other video games and companies and like doing it at sort of like conventions for sure. Um, I did another thing that was like, I think was big online, um, but not so much like in the, in the actual traditional gaming world, which was called shoot the banker. It was like in 2008 and it was basically like you would could control a robotic paintball gun and shoot a banker was an actor that was in a garage in this fake set um for real time so like you'd log into this website you'd see your like a real robotic paintball gun on a live stream and you could actually control it and fire it at him oh and that, that the sense. actor would actually get hit with and the, the actor would actually be getting hit with whoa with yeah i yeah. love how you're kind of like merging the the realm of game and reality type thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is. I think we were like awesome. kind of calling it like reality video games, sort of. We like, yeah, that was kind of the term we were trying to like use because we didn't know quite how to describe it to people. Yeah, yeah. And from there, how did like uh, that industry like segue you into the comic books? Was that something you kept doing on the side, like so making comics? For sure, for sure, exactly. And I, um, I did a huge three hundred page graphic novel. Um, with a bunch of other illustrators that I'd met through advertising that were super talented. I was like, shit, let's get together 
and let's just do this. And so we did it. And then that's kept um, rolling us into a kid's book. And then from there, I ended up connecting with the Raid Studios. Do you know the Raid Studios? Do they make the movie The Raid? No. Okay. But I love that <laughs> yeah, movie, yeah. And I think that director's a genius. Yeah. Oh, man. It's one of my favorites. But oh, yeah. dude. I went to the premiere of that in London. And honestly, I feel like everyone was so nervous because they didn't know how the audiences were going to react to it. Oh, really? And I think they, like, you know, I think the director was actually there. And I think they were just like, holy shit. Like we did it. Like this was amazing, and I think everyone was like going nuts. Oh in yeah, that theater. must have been a moment too, because I even just saw it like in the theater. It wasn't opening night or whatever. Okay, and yeah. I walked out of there like I'm not even a fighter, but I'm like somebody try to jump me right now. Oh I'm like all like tense and totally. like full of testosterone and yeah. like Ray two too, like both those movies. Oh my god, but, I mean, this is funny because I'm gonna. I know I'm like should be talking about the cocks, but this is where I go off on a tangent where I'm like, I feel like I read somewhere that they were the way they got those amazing camera shots in that movie was that they were actually like, they would throw the, they would like drop the camera through holes and then another guy would catch it and start running with it. Like that was the like yeah. advanced. Like later on, I saw like a little uh, viral video and uh, lots of people, it didn't even like say the movie. It was like one of those like 10 seconds clips okay. that people share. Uh, like, Oh my God, that's the guy from the raid. I'm like, Oh, it is a raid, but it was a camera following the cameraman. And he, yeah, like you said, he just ran behind a guy and the cameraman's doing stunts too. So, it's like, crazy. the guy like jumps through the window and he like follows him. <laughs> like, the <laughs> cameraman like jumped like over part of a building. To, <laughs> and oh, it was awesome. <laughs> I think I find that stuff so like creatively. I think even when you're working in comics, like that is the coolest shit when you know, when you're hearing that kind of process. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. such good inspiration to pull off of. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. To answer your question, though, no, it has nothing. Yeah, to do it has with nothing that. to do with the raid. Nothing to do but with I, that. We can talk about the raid all night. So, for hours. Yeah. So there is a there is a production company called the raid. So there's the raid studios is a collection of this is it's kind of crazy and I did not even know about this until a friend of mine told me about it. It's almost like this secret lair in Toronto where all these amazing comic book artists and writers all work out of. Okay. And it's it's crazy. Like you can look it up. Um, there's a great documentary about it that has Stan Lee talking about it. Um, and so the studio is just a great place where I, you know, I got brought in and they, they were super kind to me and they really sort of helped me grow my talent and work on, on bigger and better books, if that makes sense. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 It's really supportive. Um, and you have guys there that are, you know, that are amazing. Like, um, if you're a comic book reader, like there's like, um, Francis Manipal who does, Mm. um, Trinity. So like, you know, all the Batman, Superman, um, stuff, which is just like, I think oh, I've learned sick. so much writing from him, if that makes sense. And like Ramon Perez and Tanji, who does um, uh, a bunch of stuff. He works with the uh, Mike Mignola, the Hellboy creator. Oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff. He yeah. does Lobster Johnson is what he does, if you've ever read Lobster Johnson. I haven't, but it's, it's really it's, good. It's super cool to hear like all this is going on in Toronto, too. It's Toronto, all of it, yeah. Because I, um, I enjoy comic books, but I'm not... Like I'm just like starting to get like an obsession, oh, like man. super and late. There's so like, many to read, and it's yeah, oh yeah. There's it's endless. Like I walk into Snail, and every Wednesday there's a whole new wall of them. And, oh my god, yeah. And uh, and half of them are amazing. Totally. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's super cool to hear that's going on in Toronto because that's something I have no knowledge of, and just doing the show and meeting people like you are yeah. kind of like opening me and like probably some of my listeners to this world that we didn't know about we have no it's like it's crazy i think like some of my you know I, like um i'm even working with uh um a guy nimit who 
had done a lot of the covers for Fables. And I was like, you know, when Fables first came out, that was like one of my favorite comic books of all time. And it's like, oh my God, now, now I'm like hanging out and having a great yeah. time working with them on stuff. And so it's like, that's such a cool jump, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And you can do that here in Toronto. You don't need to go elsewhere. Yeah, especially if you're, it's, I'm sure at like the beginning days when you were diving into it, it's like so awesome to be around people who are like, top level stuff like that because you're you're learning from them they're like the totally the obi-wan and you're the, the yeah, luke skywalker they're just sure. like picking up all their little tricks and like that's something that you can't like learn in any classroom or anything it's just kind of just being right there on the field and doing that stuff no i agree with you i think mm-hmm. it's like and it pushes you to be better like we even do these things where we'll do a, a retreat where we'll it'll be 14 comic artists and we'll all go up to a, a cottage, if that makes sense. And we'll all split the cost and kind of rent it for just a few days. And then we'll just stay up all night working on ideas and pitches and like, just like, just like helping each other as much as possible to push our ideas to be better, if that makes sense. And so you, when you're doing that, you suddenly get faster at doing it and better at doing it. And I think everyone's excitement kind of makes you push yourself harder yeah because you know I mean? yeah, i'm like yeah. it's like two in the morning and i like i'm an, a guy who goes to bed super early and i'm like oh no everybody else is up i gotta be the best here like i gotta keep thinking of you ideas like stay up the up. latest yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know it's like that kind of like it's almost like teenager mentality when you're like 13 and you want to stay up later than all your friends for no reason yeah yeah like, but it's also like kind of like a boot camp and it's cool that it you have that drive within yourself to be like a bit competitive like that because mm. it's probably unconsciously making you grow as well for like, sure i think just, that was a shock to me actually I, I think seeing how hard comic artists work i think that was in the realization i think when you're when i first got started i was like oh you you know you kind of do a couple pages here and there and yeah, you, you like, drink some coffee exactly. like oh it's like really and it's like no the, like they work so hard yeah I it's can't, crazy i can't even imagine because like me like recently getting back into it too and like having like a few series on the go it's like oh my god so they got to make a new one in two weeks because they advertised it and oh my god. stuff like that yeah. and i noticed like with a lot of them there's even like so many like delays on them and like just because like totally because like you never know what's gonna happen like uh like i don't know if they're still writing the story or they're for still sure. waiting for like some designer to like finish these last couple pages or yeah. whatever and like, well it's funny as it's a, a writer too because it's like i i almost have an unfair luxury where i will write i'll be like okay you know there's this amazing scene with thousands of people in it like as background extras and like you know there's spaceships and monsters and then it's like oh no but then the artist is gonna get that and he's like holy shit i've got to draw a lot of stuff <laughs> you know what I mean? like, this is gonna take me caesar email a like, <laughs> kill me now yeah. like, oh i think that's where we lucked out on um night guardians of relativity so we when i was first approached with the project we were hunting for artists like crazy you know what i mean we saw mm-hmm. so many so many portfolios and we I, it's like it's crazy how lucky we, we were to get able like I'm just like, oh my god, this project never like he's amazing. He's yeah, like what yeah. brings the book to life, and everything I write, he comes up with something far smarter than what I've written. If that makes sense, so I'll write like you know, robot does this, and then I'll see the robot and it looks way cooler than I imagined. He's like, oh, but I thought it'd be cooler if the robot did this instead. I'm like, damn it, that's so much smarter. Like, you uh, know? yeah, yeah, because he's actually like seeing the it go onto the paper and stuff. Exactly, and- yeah, and so he's actually in Spain, so that's cool. It's cool to like work with. You wow. know, an artist in Spain, and um, 
And so he has like a slightly different perspective than me, I'm sure. And so I think he comes up with stuff and he pushes it a lot further than I think I could even write, if that makes sense. And it's it's cool that this studio works with people from like all over the world. So like Gareth is in the UK. Yep. You're here. Yep. Um Abel it is. Abel. Yeah, yeah. he's in Spain. He's in Spain. And uh talking to your publicist too, there's a book that came out the other week, uh Zomben. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mike and, uh, works in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, he sent me an e CC'd me on an email with Mike and I'm gonna have a phone interview with him okay, too. Nice. So it's like you guys are like taking over the world <laughs> right now. <laughs> or this, very... like, it's Titan cool. One's very global for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is neat. So, is Titan One uh, like connected to the raid? Like, so you were saying you were in. So the raid the, is specifically yeah. artists, and then Titan One's an actual like publisher, if that makes sense. And so that's okay. the difference. It's like yeah. the studios where all the artists kind of live, and then the publisher is the entity that actually is paying and producing all the books, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so a lot of artists that have worked on this, so like the colorists for the Night Gardens of Relativity. And the cover artists are also at the Raid Studio, if that makes. Yeah. Okay. That's where. So it's like that's the kind of connection to it all. Yeah. 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 yeah and they're, they're fucking beautiful books too. Crazy yeah. story. Like I'm well, excited like, to see where this goes. Like, I mean, for people listening, like we're looking at the cover for uh, issue number two, and I think that cover is gorgeous. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I think that was from your. And it's, actually, have you read? You've read this issue. Yeah. Yeah. I read uh, all three of these on the okay, table. Okay. Because that's one of my favorite issues too. Because it's. Um, it kind of follows the villain more. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? Which yeah. is cool because we get to see his origin story. And so, like, writing the villain is super fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, going back into his history. And so, visually, too, I think the artists can take, like, a little more leeway with, like, how to portray that. Um, they can kind of push it and make it a little edgier because it's his world. His world's a lot darker. And, um, and so I think that's issue two is, like, for sure one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so, am I up to date? I got one, two, and three here. Is the fourth one out yet? You know, it's so funny. I should know this. I feel like it's coming out either like, like it's coming out this month. I just don't know the exact date. Like, oh, okay, we- yeah, I know yeah. It comes out this month on a Wednesday. I just like trying to remember what Wednesday it is. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll look it up. But uh, I was more selfishly like, am I missing one? Missing like, one? I, I, I'm like, I'm, inve- I'm invested I I in the it. story right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's there. I actually issue four has got some. I don't. Want, I can't tell you it obviously because I don't. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But there's some like, yeah, there's some cool, cool moments. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Um, so new humans which is related to this is also coming out this month. And so I think that's why I'm distracted because that comes out next week. And so if you, if anybody comes out to TCAF, um, which is the Toronto Comics Art Festival, and so it's free to come to, and it's at um, the Toronto Reference Library. I don't know, have you ever been to it before? I haven't been there. It's insane. It's amazing. Okay. It's huge. Like it takes over the entire reference library. And then also, do you know the Masonic Temple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really weird because I didn't know this. So we take over the Masonic Temple. So that's where I'll be probably. I'll be in the Masonic <laughs> that's, Temple that's awesome. with our books. Um, and it's free to come to. And like, so this is really random, but like, I, I remember like, there's like so many cool people you see there too. Like, I'm wandering the, the books and I look over and I'm like, wait a minute, is that. Guillermo del Toro just like oh, checking his comic books like <laughs> yeah. that's crazy like holy that's really cool holy fuck yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to this you should come to it it's yeah. really do you know the day of this one or? so it's it's um the 13th and the 14th of this month okay so it's yeah, literally yeah. next weekend um and it's from Saturday I think it's like 10 to 6 and Sunday it's like 9 to 5 yeah yeah um and so you can drop in anytime there and there's like it's it's awesome because it's 
mostly Toronto creators. And people drive up too from like all over though. Like you know, people from New York will drive up to to be in it or like visit it. Um, and you get that mix where it's like, what's special about this one is like, you know, if you go to a big convention, it's all the big companies with their superhero stuff, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But this one, it's like indie creators, like you know, stuff that like you might not normally see elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can get the other stuff too. Like they have all the like the big comic names. A lot of them will be there too. But yeah, um, no, I'm I'm starting like this is kind of like. This Night Guardians like relativity universe is like kind of opening me up to like oh, want to check out like more of what's going on in, on the indie side and yeah. more like less like Hollywood published like <laughs> yeah. we, we all we all heard the Spider Man story like a thousand times and it's great but <laughs> totally but it's like there's so much cool shit happening like yeah. that and it's just I don't know I might go down like a crazy spiral oh no like. I think we're in the coolest time for it ever too because um, now you have the choice. You can get like you don't have to choose. Actually, you get both. Like you can experience the Marvel DC stuff, and like I have fun going to those movies. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. for sure. Like I'm excited to go see Guardians of the Galaxy, the next one. Yeah, you know? yeah. At the same time, we're in an era now where you can like read. I don't know if you've been reading any comics by like Image or obviously Titan One. Yeah. We've got like a ton of titles coming out, and so it's you can get you can get the best of both worlds. You know, what I mean, you can get the Spider-Man story that you. You know, we're going to keep watching it. Like, and it's like, I don't think we're ever going to stop. Like, I, it's the thing of like, I'm going to watch the next Batman movie probably. Like, no matter, <laughs> I just can't stop watching it for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think now we have the choice to also see these other ones. And so that's mm-hmm. what's really exciting. And we're, we're actually working on turning these into TV series and into films too. So that's like, you know, part of our process. So in a few years, that'll start to come out. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say, cause like, like it's just the way the story's structured too. Like I almost as I'm like going through this, I picture it as like a movie. Like it's it's fucking awesome. That's great. I mean, yeah. thank you. No, I think that's definitely like the intention and the like the I think too when you're um telling a story visually in comics, you want someone to almost be able to to imagine the space between the panels as well, almost like a moving image in some ways. Do you know what I mean? And so if you're doing that, I, for me, I feel like that is a success because mm-hmm. if they're not doing that, then I'm, I'm worried that like you've been pulled out of the story. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, like this is probably like a director's like dream, just stumbling across. <laughs> just, Cause there's, there's a storyboard right here. Like you got all the shots, you got all the dialogue. It's like perfect. Totally. Like, just do it. Like image from image. Like just almost like what they did with Sin City. They could do with this. Just like, yeah, frame that kind by of frame. like, like and I think the directors too. You want to bring like when you switch us to that kind of a medium. You also want to think about because the one thing like you know we don't I think about but we don't use as much as obviously sound and music. And so I think mm-hmm. that's where do you know what I mean like they can do so much with that. You know because I think the reader like we'll use sound effects in our books, but I think the reader also will see stuff visually and they fill that in themselves. Yeah. Um, versus for a movie, they can do so much with that's you know what I mean oh, sound totally. design is amazing. I love sound design, so yeah. that's like. Yeah. Also, you just remind me, like, I, I noticed, like, on your website, you guys have kind of been experimenting with these trailers, too, of the the comics. Yeah, And yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. do kind of have, like, a bit of sound, and they show, like, a couple frames, which is pretty cool, because I've never, like, really seen a trailer to a comic book coming out okay. before I stumbled across, like, uh, the Titan 1 website. Okay. And so, it's funny, because I, I, Titan 1 is really fun to write for, because I, I also have a bit of a dual role there, so I'm also a creative director there, because I've done some of the advertising stuff in the past, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it makes so, sense, too. Yeah, uh-huh. so it's kind of funny where I get to use those, um, that sort of, those skills from way back when to 
to work on those trailers. So I actually get to work on that. And, and being the person who wrote it that also gets to work on the trailer is great because you have, so, you know, I mean, like it's a bit of a power, like, yeah, yeah, boost, but you're just like, okay, I have all the power now. Like, I'm not the writer who has to like sit back and watch other people make mm-hmm. the decisions. I can like actually be part of this trailer and, and which is good because I can hide, you know, a lot of trailers I hate right now because they'll tell you the story, the story and yeah, the ending yeah. and all this stuff. And you're like, oh my God, like, like I'm purposely will try not to watch Star Wars trailers right now because I'm like, no, you guys are just gonna tell me the whole story. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like the other week, somebody's like, "Oh, do you see the new Stephen King it trailer?" I'm like, "No, I I saw it posted everywhere. I did not click." I'm just, yeah, because I knew it's it like a movie I'm gonna see, and yeah. I'm just like, I'd rather just go blindly and not like see anything like, for sure. And, and so I think that's like fun because our trailers will give you a, a taste of what you're gonna get in terms of the tone in the world, mm-hmm. but they're not gonna spoil the book for you at all. So it's great because you're like, okay, I know what I'm gonna get. But I'm also I haven't had the story spoiled for me. Yeah, that's very true too. Because um, I've I've seen those before. I I dove into the books, so oh, okay, I was cool. like, I'm like, it looks cool, but I still don't know what's going on. It's almost entices you to take the next step. Type yeah, of thing, I think is, that's like yeah, it's almost what you want to do with trailers. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's some people who do trailers where I'm just like, that trailer is amazing. You know, I mean, like I, I remember even being influenced on one of the trailers that we originally did by like geeking out on the trailer that um uh for the girl with the dragon tattoo the american version i don't know if you remember that trailer i don't actually oh uh... man it's so badass it was mm-hmm. like they used um oh i'm forgetting everything right now but anyways they used a badass song and it was cut like really aggressively and i was like okay that trailer was like probably better than most movies i've seen like, let's, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> let's try to like work on something like that level if that oh, makes cool sense. Yeah. yeah sounds like a solid influence there <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and um so you said you also have like the in inhumans going on in the same universe so yeah so it's yeah. new humans all right well um, sorry i'm thinking x-men another one yeah, yeah, yeah which is also like um, yeah. for sure cool yeah and so new humans new humans comes out <laughs> yeah so that yeah. comes out at tcaf and will be in stores and this month um and so New Humans is a, a new story written by me, but in the Relativity universe. Cool. And it's really fun because it takes place around um, a bunch of rival syndicates as sort of the backdrop to it. So now it's we're diving into sort of the darker, seedier world that these other stories, the Night Guardian stories, take place, in, but more from the, the point of view of the syndicate. Um, but we're following a mother and daughter who have been basically like ripped through time and brought into the future. So from the present and they've been pulled into the future and are trying to survive. Okay. Um, and have to deal with the syndicate at the same time. Um, and I don't want to tell any, any more cause yeah, there's a yeah. bunch of stuff that's like <laughs> secretive, but um, I think, yeah, it's really fun in that sense. And I think one of the reasons it's, um, it's called new humans, which I think is kind of worth knowing is in our time frame too, um, there's a lot of different types of humans. There's, you know, there's humans that are either completely cybernetic, or there's um, people who you think are humans but are just compl- are robot completely, or there's people who are cyborgs that they're the mix. If that makes sense, so we have sort of terminology for each of them. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, and so that's also the world that they're living in, where you don't know if someone's real or a robot, or if someone is a cyborg and a robot, so they're oh, okay. extra strong, but they still have human components. Yeah, and it, how that affects their lives. Yeah, in reading this, uh, I'm not sure if it was two or three. There's like a little taste of that too, where it's yes. like somebody's posing as somebody's mother <laughs> type yes. of thing, which is oh, that's cool. Totally. That, that's consistently going on throughout like the whole plane of things. And yeah, I gotta check those out. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think the robot thing too is like it's fun because we keep 
trying to find new ways to talk about it that haven't been talked about. And so I think we found um, some, again, I don't want to spoil it for some ways to like talk about it in a human way where these characters have to deal with stuff that's very human um, that doesn't feel like something that you've seen before in the robotic universe, if that makes yeah, sense, like yeah. in, the, in those stories. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah, that's that's badass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, robots too, like... I don't know. It's so hard not to want to write robots into your story after like growing up with Terminator. Yeah, you know what I mean. We, you're we like you're probably the same around the same age as like Terminator, RoboCop, all, all that all shit, that Transformers. Stuff. It's like yeah, RoboCop or uh, robots are like just too cool to not like put in anything <laughs> and bring and like stick with that the like how they used to do it where it was like you know in the when we grew up like with Blade Runner and Terminator, whenever they talked about robots, like it was never actually about robots. It was about um, human identity, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it was about human yeah. identity, perception. Um, you know, you think about, especially with Blade Runner, where like you know you where you don't know what's real or what's not real too. Um, and so, I think you know when people have been trying to update these movies, when they update Terminator, when they update uh, RoboCop, they suck because they lose all that stuff. They're just like, oh, it's just going to be a PG thirteen like action movie yeah and they forget about all the stuff that actually made it good yeah and yeah where it wasn't like directly about the robot it's like the emotion and exactly everything. it's not just like it's the not tone plot and... driven it's it's like people are smart they actually like even though all these things are happening in the movie that seem like they're just action those movies actually have a lot of sort of philosophy and um they're talking about deeper things do you mm. know what i mean and so yeah, i think yeah. we're trying to do that with our stuff where we're trying to talk about much more complex issues than evil robot coming to get you know that's not what we're doing um yeah and i think that's really important to keep track of when you're when you're working on this stuff because even though we're talking about stuff in the future we always are talking about issues that are important to people now and today Mm -hmm. and i i see i see that in the book i don't want to spoil anything (laughs) but it's like i almost want to just to like talk about it but i'm like but just people listening, just pick these up. These are like I'm not just like blowing smoke up his ass. I'm actually like a fan of these books, and like I just like flew through them. Like I uh, I ended up uh, getting the one and two, and just didn't have time to like actually read it. Okay. And like the day the third one came out, I'm like, okay, I got to keep up with this. So I got the third one. And I just read it. Like I picked the first one up, and I was thinking, okay, I'll just read this one now and read the second one tomorrow or in a day or two. And I just like blasted through all three of them, like in a row. I just wanted to see where it was going. That's and, amazing. And I didn't think that's how, it, like, I mean, it almost needs to be read. You know what I mean? Cause you get so much more from it when you read it all in one go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I think it's uh, like the binge watch. To- I'm such a binge watcher. I don't, are you, yeah. I don't know. Are you, I'm the worst. I, I am actually, it was kind of cool. Cause like I got into game of Thrones like way too late. Oh, that's so cool, I had so much to watch. And then when I finally caught up on this, the season, it was weird because I'm like, Oh, I just can't like watch like three of them in a row anymore. I have to wait yeah. the next week. So I love like the process of like binge watching and, well, I think it's because like when you binge watch it, you get to see all those things be paid off and remember exactly what yes, their yeah. importance. You know what I mean? Because I feel like 
I'll watch something and then it's like 10 weeks later the finale comes out and I've forgotten what happened in the first episode or what the little the little details yeah are. there might be like these really clever like little like subtle details that you'll only get if you're like watching them back to back or totally if you put it on the shelf like a couple months and then you're just like oh I don't know what that means but yeah. I guess I guess I get the gist of the story and I think that's why I'm really, really excited because tr- tr- what will happen is, is with this next issue coming out the final one in this arc mm-hmm. the trade comes out right so you, people can read it as a whole so even I myself like I'm I'm excited to, you know, get the trade and just sit on my couch and read this from from front to back and be like, okay, because when you're writing it, like we've got the structure, we've thought about it, but the dialogue obviously gets written. We'll we'll write a comic and it'll get made and then we'll go into the next one. Does that make sense? Yeah, and same with yeah. like a lot of TV shows. It's the same mm-hmm. process. And so you, even as a creator, don't really get to see how you've paid things off until you get all of it out and watch it all at once. Yes. You know what I mean? So then yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, like did that was that clear enough or did I need like, or what did I need to explain that bit more? Are people going to catch this like little weird detail or even like the artist? I'm not going to tell you, but the artist will like, he will put little Easter eggs into, oh, nice. into the book. Actually this one I can tell you cause it's like okay. hilarious. Like he, there was like even one where he had been secretly drawing when he had to draw a background character he would be drawing some of the rest of us work who have been working on it as like characters <laughs> in the background, and we didn't even know this. You know oh what I mean? wow, and yeah, just, like, that's incredible. So funny, yeah. like. <laughs> and he's like, "Did you did you notice anything? No." Like, <laughs> yeah. like, wait a minute, that's my that's me in this in issue three or something. You're like, I see it, yeah. Oh, Which that's... is like, it's really cool of him to do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm stoked for this last one to come out for you to do that because, like, I think this is going to be something you're going to be very proud of like it's such a solid oh, piece you. so far and like yeah well and it, i think it is that thing like i don't know if you ever heard that who i can't remember if it was like the guys from pixar that said like they say this about movies but i think it's true of comics too that like movies don't get finished they get released mm-hmm. and so you always feel like that about comics where it's like you you never feel finished with them yeah you know what i mean like i yeah. feel like I go back and rewrite everything even when it feels like it already works yeah, for you that's that's with everything too music it, it's funny you said that too i was watching just like a making of an album the other day okay and the guitar player is like oh these songs are like paintings you can just keep going and going but there's a time you got to be like okay this is it and just like walk away from it yeah. and then go on to the next one and well i think it's the thing too where like now it's where I want to actually hear from people and 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 have them like say like you know I loved this part or I hated this part because that for me is interesting because it's never what you expect. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like even like I remember uh, this is like like coming out of film school and making a short film and getting it into a festival and sitting in the audience and people laughing at a part that I ah, d- didn't yeah, intend yeah. to be funny <laughs> and like I could see it being funny now but like yeah. I was like oh wow people laughed at that part or and then people thought this other part that I didn't think was like that serious was very like intense or serious. And I was like, Oh weird. Like I, it, and so comics, you don't get to sit with that audience. You know what I mean? That'd be creepy if I just like showed up to everyone's living room. Just be like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to sit next to you while you read this. So just I can wait see at your... the silver snail and just like, <laughs> yeah. with shades Actually, I could on. Do that. And just, <laughs> just look at their facial expressions. <laughs> What's that page? Three? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and is it the thing like you actually get that at the, do you ever, have you been to um, fan expo? Uh, yes. So you will experience that a little bit at Fan Expo where people will bring the book up to you and be like, hey, here's this thing I noticed. And I'll be like, wow, I didn't I didn't even see into that. Like, wow, that's so cool that you are seeing things in it that I haven't seen. Um, and so I think that's kind of like what's so great about Fan Expo is you – I think as you were talking about earlier too, like, you know, there's so many comics it's so hard to know that universe. And so it's mm-hmm. like 
it's great because people come up to me and they will know more they've have read every comic book in that entire place and like i haven't read every single comic book you know what i mean so they'll be like whoa this is interesting and then they'll be like do you know about this like time travel theory by this scientist that's really obscure in russia and i'll be like no but tell me more yeah, yeah. use that in the next book like oh definitely you know I mean? and they'll probably think that's where you got it from or whatever <laughs> totally. yeah no, like, um for sure and I, that's interesting because that's a, a, a scary thing too because you never want someone to to tell you something that's so specific that you'd ever want to use because then you can't use it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so that's a scary place too and i know i have a friend um try who writes one of the best online comic books ever like if you get a chance check it out it's called um the strange tales of oscar zahn okay and it's so fucking good i'm just like oh my god try like why are you so good at this but so he writes and draws it oh wow uh right. yeah and it comes out every week so every wednesday <laughs> it's a machine ju- i know he is he's like he's brilliant um and so it's like it's funny because he'll he'll show me he'll be like the comic will come out and then he'll see all the comic the comments uh at the bottom and he'll read the comments and be like, shit, that idea is way better. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Shoot, that like person is just an idea that's like so smart. Why didn't I think of that? Like as I was writing it, you uh, know, and that's it, really funny. It's like you gotta run away from the comics. Totally <laughs> the comments. Yeah, yeah, you almost have to be like, okay, I'm not gonna ignore the comments. And actually he doesn't do that. He's he responds to almost all his comments and he's so good at that. And I I really like almost like um like uh appreciate and sort of um idolize the, like how dedicated mm-hmm. he is to to his fans and responding to all of them you know what i mean like, yeah he's so that's good at that that's actually really cool yeah. but uh i can imagine it can be exhausting too especially if he's so awesome at what he does well, he probably like gets four like, in the morning yeah tons like, of like fans and it's just yeah but that's that's some dedication it shows he like really cares about like the story the, too yeah, he does yeah. care about the story mm-hmm. i feel like and the people are reading it because i think that affects how he writes the next ones do you know what i mean like he I think we all kind of take away from that where we're like, okay, someone like that. We should, should we, we should maybe try more of that. Or someone mm-hmm. was like, Oh, that was confusing. Like, okay, maybe next time I can like figure out a mechanism to like make that clear, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 It's just kind of like live editing as it's going on. Yeah, totally. Direct feedback where like back in the day they had to have like a, a group and test them out in a room and play like a VHS tape of whatever movie it is. Now For it's sure. just like, you can put something up and like three seconds later, somebody's going to give you a little bit of feedback. So yeah. It's a crazy world we live in. For sure. And sometimes you have to be in a bit of a bubble as a creative too. Sometimes you can't, mm-hmm. you have to ignore some of it and just do your thing. Yeah. Just kind of find the healthy balance. Yeah. Because I find this too, like uh, around this, I do uh, like videography work and I, oh, cool. I do stuff with like a lot of like hip hop artists too. And I find like a lot of like the newer guys, they kind of get too into what other people think oh yeah where it's just like okay they're kind of like in one direction kind of being artsy and then they'll see like not even like a slew of comments like just like one or two just like oh this idea sucks or or this that lyric shit and blah 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 and then it'll just like eat them and they'd be like oh i gotta change my own uh, holes up it's like no you had something going on like the people who appreciate it are gonna attract to it and the people who aren't meant to be like in your circle just might not get it. You know, totally. I think too, it's like, it's so helpful to have people that you can trust. So like Mike, who does the Zomben comics is super smart, super talented. And so we will. So when I write, um, a night guardians script, mm-hmm. it goes to Mike and Mike will 
I have notes on it, if that makes sense. And so I can yeah, I can yeah. I can choose to use them or, or choose not to, but they're always brilliant, so I will use them. And I'll do the same for Zomben, you know? Like, he'll send me a Zomben script, and, I'll, and, and then some pages. I'll be like, okay, you know, here's some things you can think about, and it's up to him to decide, is this helpful or not? And he doesn't have to worry about, like, what I think, because he knows it's his voice and that we trust him and he trusts me to, like, do do our own books but like try to help each other out you know what i mean so there's not that pressure yeah 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 and that's amazing community you guys got like yeah like we said earlier mike's in ireland and I like know. it's just like <laughs> the best of the best totally. all colliding making a megazord of comic creators well it's and... so funny because like i i like met one of the guys who works at the a silver snail through mike from ireland you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. wow we know each other we know we were like know each other in toronto but through a guy who lives in ireland like, <laughs> how weird is that like, it's a beautiful thing man <laughs> so uh, it's yeah like, yeah it's, it's it's cool to like just find out about this whole community and like meet you and just uh even like a lot of people in your team too uh just i'm kind of i don't i don't is is it pronounced rathen or rathen uh, I I always say Ruthin. Ruthin, like, okay, like everyone, yeah, third way. Everyone says it like yeah. differently. He he's been like the man, like just introducing me to like a bunch of your guys like uh, through email, and he's like really into. Well, see, like, yeah, he's like the head honcho right of Titan One, so that's okay. For sure. Okay, so he is like the you know the main guy, kind of leading the charge in all this stuff. Um, so he he's the one that brings us on the talent and sort of gets us all together, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's for sure, 100 percent, like indebted to him for putting this all together and making it happen. And and so Ruthen was involved in the origins, I believe, of the of the novel too. Like he, I, if I'm not mistaken, like him and Gareth constructed this the initial ideas around the Night Guardians together before he wrote the novel. If that makes sense, so okay, it yeah. it, it all, is all interconnected. Um, for sure. Wow. And right now you guys are just dropping the bomb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, now it's like, yeah, no, it's interesting too. Cause you think about this stuff and it seems like, Oh, here it is now. But like, even for me, I was like, Oh my God, like I've been like this issue here. I started writing this, you know, over a year ago. Wow. You know what I mean? And that, here it is now in print, but like a year yeah. ago there was nothing. And we were like, I mean, there was the, the novel, but even the novel, like you, a couple of years ago, like didn't exist. So it is that like, it takes this long for all of it to start, mm-hmm. you know, coming out. And that's like, for sure, that's wow. a and long... just like it's beyond planting the seeds. It's like I can't even imagine the work you guys put in. But yeah, well, I think it's also too like, and this is a bit of a, a tangent, but I was thinking about earlier what you're talking mm-hmm. about, like the fact that you are when you're doing this, it's not too dissimilar to to how you work because you, um, you get to meet so many different people and work with them in this venue. You know what I mean? Because I think like, yeah, I yeah. even went online. I saw that you were like interviewing bands mm-hmm. and like all sorts of different creatives. Um. And so I think with this stuff, we get inspired by so many different mediums outside of comics, like comics too. But like, so actually, if you're re- looking for comics too, like Southern Bastards, I really love. Okay. That, but like, yeah. You get inspired by by movies like um, that you wouldn't even think of. So like, like I watched Force Majeure, if you've ever heard of that, or I've been reading mm-hmm. um, Lolita, the novel, which you know old, and that stuff really informs you where you're like, okay, this is really interesting how these guys t- tried something different and weird. And this isn't comic books, so now I can use this in comic books. So it doesn't yeah, feel like yeah. I'm ripping off other comics. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just kind of get that mindset. It's like, okay, this would work in a comic, but I've never seen it in a comic yes, before. exactly. Which is, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really, I think that's really fun. Um, and so I think it is, I think with, with what's exciting with Titan 1 is 
we are working with not just people who are doing comics. Like, I don't know if you know this, but like Night Gardens of uh, Relativity also has like a VR thing coming out. So there's already a trailer for a VR video game. Oh, shit. Um, the TV stuff. So, it's, yeah, so it is, we're working with people who are in such different um, creative realms but are similar that we can kind of like are learning and taking away from them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you kind of seem like the jack of all trades who can jump all over the place with the video games and the marketing and the writing. And For sure. I think being a writer really, kind of yeah. allows you to do that. Yeah. Which is really like, yeah, that is kind of awesome it, it being in that space. Like you do have that. And I think the... Um, the process is a little bit different in each one, but there are, there's carryovers. Mm-hmm. If, um, so I think that, especially with the, like the ideation might be different, but the, when I'm just hitting the pages and writing, which isn't like, I think it's maybe not how you might expect it. Like you might, it's yeah. not just like sitting down at a computer and typing. It's like, we'll like, I'll draw out boxes and each box will represent a page and I'll actually write down in those boxes what needs to happen in that page. Okay. And so it's much more visual. And then I'll actually yeah. even draw the entire comic book out really badly yeah. in my own little like crappy doodles. And, and and like not until I've done all that do I actually sit down at a computer and type it up. Like that's like the last thing I do. So it's oh, very right. like it's much more looser at first. Yeah, and probably you just try to find the flow of uh, how a comic book moves and how the – person's gonna go through the pages and stuff because it's like it's not like a book like uh, totally. a novel i mean like yes it's I, I always think about that too like looking through like the comics like because sometimes like a scene will take up two pages but it's just the top half of the yes. book and then it continues down and it kind of just leads your eye around there's like there's a skill to that that i really appreciate to like tell a story like that because it's so like abnormal to like people who think they know how to tell the oh, story. Man. Like it's just so abstract. I think the word I'm looking for. No, I know what yeah. you mean. And then like even that uh, like changing that with uh, um, with Abel like doing the panels. Right. I think I've said this before too. That he'll come up with a way that I didn't even think of to tell those moments. And so that's uh, I think that's a real skill because he'll do it in such a way where I'm just like, oh my god, that's such a cool way to to use those panels and to like make my eye flow through those panels. It is a skill. And I think when you're writing it, I, I'll do the best I can to help. Like basically all I'm trying to do is capture like, okay, in this moment, this main character Anya feels really trapped. And then Abel will be like, okay, well the, the way to express that visually is I'm going to make the bad guys sort of in the foreground of what you might call the camera. So they feel really large and looming over her. Mm-hmm. And if she's on the ground, then suddenly like we feel that pressure on her visually um, and emotionally. So it's that sort of that dual um, sort of feeling when you see the panel. And you might not even be realizing that when you're reading it because yeah, you're going through it so yeah. quickly, but that's what that's what Abel is thinking about when he's doing it, which is really, oh, it's really cool. cool. Yeah, and it does, like, change the emotions of the reader, like, just, like, different scenarios like that. And just For sure. the feeling of the whole book. But yeah. Yeah, it's super cool to fucking pick your brain about this yeah, stuff, too, because no it's, like, I'm so alien to that universe of creating this type of like content which it's it's awesome to finally like sit down and like well, hear somebody go through the process i even think too like with our thing it's like um that a lot of the characters are we have a lot of um female leads in our in our books which i'm really excited about and so i think that process is really interesting because what we'll do in the writing to make sure it's working and that we're not um skewing 
um, one way or the other too much is I'll take a male character as mm-hmm. I'm writing the script. And I might turn him into a female and oh, a female okay. character and turn her into a male and write it and be like, okay, am I, am I unconsciously writing these people trapped into their own, into sort of like gender beliefs that I'm not seeing? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, you, yeah. you know, you might write a female character and accidentally um, make her do things that don't really feel right for that character. And so I think, or, or a male character, you might, I'll have, I'll write a male, a male character and he might do all these action scenes and there's nothing emotional or interesting about it. So I might switch him to a female character and be like, Oh, you know what? Like, because my brain has been taught by society to think in this way, it frees me to be like, to see what I'm doing. That's not right. And then make it right. And so for both the male and female characters, I have the chance to get back in there. And then when I switch them back to the original, what they should be, I'm like, okay, now it feels good. Now it feels like I haven't, I haven't let all the, um, all the sort of the daily input that you get from, from society and all these like uh, unconscious, um, sort of like programming that, that gets stuck in your head to, to bog down the storytelling. And instead now we have characters that feel dynamic and unique and are not trapped into stereotypical gender, roles does that make sense yeah okay. like i'm actually like blown away <laughs> i was just about to cut you off and just go wow like <laughs> like that's such a um smart exercise to do for like it's so worth everyone not just like it. in comic books like if you're doing like uh script writing or just like trying to write a book or whatever that's 100 percent. that's fucking awesome you don't realize, yeah you don't realize like I, i'll i'll write um I'll write a, I wrote a, I was actually working on a new thing that I'm super, super excited with, with actually Nimit, um, that guy who does the fable stuff. And I was writing the female character and I was like, I was like, this doesn't feel right. And then I went back and wrote him as, wrote the same person as a man. And I was like, oh, it's because I have made this person, um, not as strong here as I should be. Like, this is mm-hmm. a main character. They should be active and, and pushing this role forward. And, and it's, it's one of those things where it's, you try not to do this, but um, yeah, just sometimes you just unconsciously you fall unconsciously into the stereotypes and a hundred percent. And you, and so you, as a writer, if you do that, you can push yourself out of it and not do that because it's really bad. And it's a, it's a, I think it's a thing that maybe eventually as kids more and more grow up, not, you know, stuck in those stereotypes, they'll, they'll do it less and less and they won't have to do this exercise. But I think right now we do because we have to be aware of, um, of not not putting people in a certain box and and i think that makes the storytelling so much better too Mm -hmm. that makes the characters like okay now this person feels dynamic they're way more interesting they're an individual totally oh you know the one thing i always say too is like i feel like we went through this period which was kind of necessary but we went through this period where we had these really great strong female characters but they weren't um they weren't complex they were just like strong for strong sake but they weren't dynamic are interesting and complex and so i think that's a danger too because there'll be this Mm -hmm. female character that'll kick a bunch of ass but nothing's going on beyond that she's not you know she should be talking about stuff that's complex or interesting and then i think it's the same thing with i'll have this male character who might be doing the same thing might just be kicking kicking ass but isn't Mm -hmm. isn't complex and so i think as you start to switch things around um you start to see and artists do the same thing but with i don't know if you know this but like an artist will draw a page and then they'll flip it. And so if you flip it... You see it mirrored? You, so you flip it, you actually see what is weird. Because when you see... It's one of those things where you see yourself in the mirror and you might see like certain things, but then you realize that's not how you actually look to the world. You look different. Mm-hmm. And so when you see that... You, when you see the image and you flip it, 
you're like, oh my god, that hill actually looks kind of it looked normal to me when ah. it was normal, but when I flipped it, it looks a little a little weird. Like that the hill doesn't look good in compositionally. Ah, and so you re- yeah. can redraw it that way. And so I think that's helpful for them in that sense. Yeah, oh, these are crazy exercises. <laughs> I, no, I fucking love weird. this, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I'm excited to see uh where your career goes and everything. It's oh, like right now, you. like you're killing it. Like oh, but like you're talking about like all these projects you got on the go and everything and like you know, I'm definitely gonna be following like all your work. I gotta pick up new humans. Yeah, and... I get that. New humans for sure. Yeah. Zomben, um which I didn't write but like Zomben mm-hmm. is great. Um and then hopefully like it'll we'll have these other new ones that we're, we've already written them and we're starting drawing them hopefully we'll get them out to you guys really soon because like yeah there's uh, some cool stuff coming down the line oh, for sure. yeah, yeah and like this next arc is coming out soon like we're gonna be working on that soon which is really exciting yeah it's it's really cool to hear like uh like just kind of your perspective and like just kind of know how much care you guys actually put into these books and i think like all this hard work you guys are putting in it's totally paying off like, oh god it's good, it's good it's to hear. Yeah. yeah it sucks no no yeah. it's, it's fucking awesome and uh and yeah yeah like we're at an hour right oh, now sorry. no 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 it's all co- i feel like i won't i can kidnap you i can lock this door and talk to you for like <laughs> make this like a fucking five hour episode <laughs> but i just want to say you're like you're welcome back in here anytime anytime oh, you got a project or whatever yeah. like and uh yeah anything else you want to say before we uh no I, I mean i think i just really want to say thank you like because i i think i'm even would be interested in coming back here again and like learning what your creative process because i think there is a, a process that is similar like there's overlap like actually i noticed that you call this creative imbalance so I was yeah yeah asking you about that yeah it's actually many many layers <laughs> okay. of, it almost like that it changes meaning it's it's right now i'm thinking about uh part of that title and what it means it's uh Growing up, I kind of, like, lived, like, in an environment where it was more, like, people weren't, I don't know, encouraged to be that creative. Like, I was more, like, around people who were, like, really into sports and blah, 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 and that's the path, like, okay, I was kind of pushed in, but I always felt, like, a little different, and I'd watch, like, television or, like, read through comic books or listen to music, and I felt way more connected to that, but... I also, like, in my community of, like, jocks and shit, I felt like there was, like, I was the weird kid, like, something might be wrong with me. And then as I, like, grew up and went to high school and, like, college and met more similar people, it's, like... I realized, like, no, no, there's there's people like me. I was just kind of, like, in a small little box there. And that's kind of, like, the play of the creative imbalance. Like, because there's nothing really, like, imbalanced about being creative. I think it's a fucking beautiful thing. Yeah. And, uh... And, yeah, th- and there's more meanings to it, too. Like, depending on the day when you ask me, like, there's a... It can mean, like, different things in life. And it's also, like, people who I've met who are super talented, like, musicians and... I believe they should be like on the top of the game, but they have to wake up in the morning and work in a warehouse or whatever just to get by because oh, nobody's heard their like voice. And, sure, yeah. and yeah, yeah. So it's like this constant tipping war of creativity type thing of, and also like I, almost every creative I meet um, has moments where they have doubt. Okay. And they're just sure. like, is this the right thing? What am I doing? 
Especially if they're really original. I notice they're just like, oh, this is weird, like beginning stages. And it could they could be doing something amazing and they doubt themselves. It's like every so, project new one yeah. feels like that. Yeah, so that's also the creative imbalance. Like okay. there's many like different layers to it. And, uh, and have you found doing this podcast has brought like change your percept- perception on all this? Like I'm curious to know what you feel like you've picked up from all these different people. Oh, like I just feel like I come here every Sunday and I get such a fucking boost of inspiration at the beginning of my week. Okay. And it doesn't matter who it is. It could be a musician. It could be a c- comedian. It could be somebody like you, a writer, come in. Okay. I had a porn star come in, no too. Way. And, like, really? yeah. And even, like, the way they just talk about their work, it, like, uh, even though I'm not doing those things, okay. like, I, I do this, I do video work. And as a hobby, I dabble in stand up comedy and shit like okay, that. Cool. But I find, like, like beyond putting out these shows and people telling me they enjoy it too, I selfishly get a lot out of it. Like I'm going to school for like, it feels like I'm going to school for comic books, for music and like just kind of like picking everybody's brain. And it's, it's actually, I love being able to have these conversations and have them recorded and also share it with people too. Cause I'll get messages from people who are at their day job too. And, uh, They'll be like, oh, I always wanted to do this, or like, I like to paint shit, and okay. and people say I'm good, but I'm kind of like trapped, and I don't know where to go with that, and yeah. they hear guys like you talking, and they're just like, kind of put little pieces together, so. Do you find there's a, th- like, is there a through line that you've noticed with every single person where you're like, okay, this seems like a really common, like, either trait or a thing or a belief? I, I think... It seems like a lot of these episodes like kind of overlap and oh, coincide. Yeah. Like even though people do different things, yeah. And I'm I'm trying to think of something specific. Like I mentioned the doubt in create creative minds. Okay, but I'm trying to think of something like more positive. <laughs> but sometimes like I'll just be like listening to a musician talk about like putting together a song and i was like writing for this open mic stand-up i was going to do and i'd be like oh my god that so relates to like what i was trying to write in a way like almost giving the audience type of a certain experience or emotion and okay so i find like just Things that I wouldn't expect connect together. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If if that makes sense, I think I'm. I feel no, like I I'm rambling. But no, no. I think that completely. Yeah, makes sense. yeah. It's like even like, I think I I always see it like where, I think of it almost like um, where um, I almost see it like the thing that I see that is common with all these people is that they're just always making stuff and they don't stop. I, at least yeah. I know. I don't know about all the because you've interviewed mm-hmm. people in, in fields that I've never even like I've known nothing about, but. Um, at least like from film, video games, and like comics, I found, and even everything, it was people that were always making stuff. And it's a little bit like running where like you're running every day and then suddenly at the end of the year, you're like, holy shit. Like I remember when I was like flabby and couldn't get off the couch and now all of a sudden I'm really fit and I'm great at running and you don't even realize it. Yeah. Do you know I mean, I think like things. almost getting caught in the momentum and you just yeah. keep going and going. And you just and... have to do that. And I think like, I think with, it's the same thing as running where sometimes getting started feels, so people who are out there listening, like, I think sometimes it is like running in the sense that sometimes when you forget to start it, it feels really hard and terrible and awful. Yes. And, it takes, and the thing is like that hump to where it starts feeling good in creativity. Like I think it takes way longer. Like running, it's like a few weeks and you start to feel good. But I think with making comics or, or films or stuff, it takes like 
I, I hate to say this, but it can take a few years almost. Yeah. And then you start yeah. to be like, oh, you start to get more energized by it and like it becomes more fun. I don't know if you find if you oh, this. Oh, like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah <'cause, laughs> So this kind of like spawned. I'm gonna give you like a long, long story short. No, I want to. But hear it, yeah. but yeah. So um, with my video work, I moved to Toronto and I started interning at a recording studio. Okay. And I was doing all these little vlogs with like artists coming in. Okay. And I find I was like kind of asking questions and doing little documentaries, and I started working with like a bunch of different websites getting sent to shows in interviewing bands here and there and here okay. and there and as i'm doing this like uh i noticed like i love the process of just sitting down and talking to people but there was always a different agenda like i had to cater to the site and stuff like that and then sometimes i turn off the camera and i'd have like the best conversation ever with this person because it's my my own questions yeah type of thing so I was like, I always wanted to do this for myself. And even though, like, for the past couple of years, I've been working for, like, things that are bigger than my podcast and everything. I'm like, I just unconsciously one day, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, like, just do an interview show, a podcast or whatever. And all I had was this little device right here. Okay. And I met my first guest in a park. And, um, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it, he was, he's like, a, he's a known rapper around here. Okay. And, like we just kind of sat down and just had like the realest conversation. There's fucking dogs jumping on us, <laughs> police <laughs> sirens and shit like that. But this is always like, there was something I wanted to connect with you saying like the first step is like the hardest. Yes. Where I thought about doing my own thing for like four years. Okay. And I just never did it. And then that one day I'm just like, okay. And it's almost like the first step, like, it took so much energy out of me yes. to make that first step. Totally. And like call him and just like sit down and then, okay, okay, we did this thing. And then I finally listened to it back and I'm like, okay, there's there's something here. And I'm like, I don't care if two people are listening to this. I'm going to make a, a second episode. Totally. And I did about 10 of those and then it's just... This thing just kind of snowballed. I met the guy who uh, runs this place or helped build this place. And he's so that's just, fascinating. That's ten episodes. That's a lot of work. Like so, that's a. Do you know what I mean like it's really, it's really impressive? Ah, uh, yeah. It was. It was. I don't feel like it's like too much work, but <laughs> oh, that's funny. Because <laughs> I kind of like just. I don't know. I I was on. I maybe I don't see the work because I've just been almost it. like we're saying like you get caught in that momentum okay. like the runner. And yes. you just can't stop? Yes. So it was like just kind of like this unconscious thing that happened. And then I was introduced to uh, Sammy, who is the program director here at Girth Radio. Okay. And with it, we just had like a two-minute conversation. He's like, oh, yeah, come in and see the studio. So I'm about to like give him like this whole pitch, my idea, the show, blah, blah. I was kind of nervous meeting him. And I come in, and all I did was walk in that front door. He took me in here. He opened the door. He's just like, okay, you can have this Sunday night. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool. And, like, because, like, in my, my mind, I'm like, okay, I need a place. I can't be doing this at the park with police sirens going off everywhere. Yeah. And uh, I asked him, I'm like, oh, so how much do you want me to pay you to do this? And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, this is this is just yours. Just, like, do do your thing, and we'll be happy and make sure like you get a beer and like your guests get take care of that's and a shit. beautiful like, story like, yeah I love so that. it's just almost getting caught up in that momentum and i forgot my point <laughs> we were talking about um i think it is making that like the first step right first yeah, step. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah okay yeah yeah that's what we were talking about but 
yeah, which is fascinating because I think when you when you start making that, st- I think it's, it's it's what you're saying when you've been doing it like you know for you it, it was it was ten times and I think for me it was like writing a three hundred page graphic novel. It was like once you start doing it, you start to meet other people like you who want to help. I think people want to help you when they see that you actually will do it. Yeah, like, yeah. there's all those people who talk about it and you just want to like. I feel like I'll, I'll meet people who just talk about wanting to do it but never do it, and you want to kind of keep your distance from them because you want to help the people who are actually doing it. Because do you know what I mean? Because you know that that they're really going to follow through with it if, if you help them. Yeah, you totally. I mean? And you only you want to expend your energy like, okay, this person's actually making the effort. Like maybe they're not quite good yet, but if they keep doing this for another, you know, whatever it is, months or years, they're going to be fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And you know, and so they deserve that like that help. Yeah, yeah. What was like the first time you decided, okay, I'm gonna make this graphic novel? <laughs> like, and was it like almost like a similar thing where it took like so much energy out of you to make that first step? And... I think it was one of those things where it used to be natural and then I lost it. So I grew up making movies and comics with my best friends. Like there was three of us, oh, just nice. super. Ner- it was basically like. Like, if you picture, like, Super 8, but without all the, like, aliens, <laughs> like, my childhood was that. Like, just us running around, getting into trouble, like, shooting these crazy movies that would either be, like, live action or Lego or, anima- anim- like, claymation. Um, and then I went to um, film school, and I think that kind of, like, killed – it's weird because film school should make you better, but I think that kind of killed that drive because mm-hmm. everything became so, like, okay, you've got to, like, submit and, and then do the script and get structure too and right structure and like i think it took me a while afterwards to get back into the groove of like screw it like come up with ideas get crazy just go make them don't worry about the rules just keep making it and getting better and better and better and i think mm-hmm. that's like i think you hear guys like um robert rodriguez who yeah. did that and you're just like shit no like like I, that like have you ever read Rebel Without a Crew? No, I haven't. Like, is that is that about him though? It's about him. Okay, actually, I love like, him. His, by the way, it's and, his diary of like him um, first making um, his first movies, and it's like awesome because it's like he's so brutally honest. He's like, you know, I didn't have any money, so I'd like go to these like, Hollywood movie- meetings, but I'd be like secretly just like not eating any dinner at the restaurant because I couldn't pay for it, so I would just like. He would go to uh, like In and Out and just like chow a bunch of burgers afterwards and sleep oh, on couches wow. yeah. and like. And he he went to uh, I think he like even went got like medical, he was part of a medical testing group in order to pay for him to write, in order to make enough money to write scripts. Does that make sense? Like that's how far he went. Yeah. Just like make stuff. Wow. It's yeah. Like, and I I heard a bit about uh, him like creating Desperado or not Desperado. What was El Mariachi? El Mariachi. I always get those two mixed up. Totally. Desperado was like the sequel to that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just such like a brilliant like crazy rule bending type of movie too but like it's just i i I wish i remember somebody telling me like the details of how it would make it was made and almost like the struggle behind it yeah making it happen but fuck like i I love that guy with you like are are there like do you when you each week when you do the show or when you work on your other projects are you stopping and saying like okay what where I'm just curious to know what your process like. Do mm-hmm. you actually like stop and think like what, where are things that I can like come up with new ideas and a way to do this? Or is there like ways that I, I want to like, I want to try, like, I think I did this thing. And I, I nailed it this week. Next week I'm going to try to like try uh, this thing. Yeah, like, do, is there, like, how do you shape that? Yeah. Um, I find like at the beginning I'm like, okay, I kind of want to have like a loose show like we're doing right now. Oh, interesting. But, at the beginning, I'm like, okay, it's also, like, I've listened to, like, all these podcasts. I got to fit in 
like I was unconsciously like being like, okay, I got to ask like these type of questions and blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't actually like being myself okay. in some interviews. And that's uh, hard, man. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know. I just like, I found like, I noticed the more comfy I am, the better the interview comes out and the more comfortable that my guest is. And it's just like, keep it natural conversation. And it doesn't have to sound like any show. This is your fucking show. I think you're amazing at that, actually. Oh, thank you. The reason why we have so much tape is you got me so comfortable. I was like blabbing on for an hour, not even realizing. It it feels like we sat down like fucking 10 minutes ago, too. (laughs) That's what happens. Like It's like a time warp. Like, <laughs> when, when are we starting now? Is that like, yeah. that's how I feel. What's, like. what's also awesome and what I love about doing this too is um, the Girth Radio guys are like, okay, this is your segment and like, there isn't any rules. They're just like, we kind of, we like the direction you were going and there's, there's no time limit on my show. Like, okay. I usually try to keep them around like an hour or yeah, so. Yeah, that makes but, sense. But there is, like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. And it yeah. kind of like that comfort level. It's not like, oh, my God, we have 10 minutes. I have to ask this guy this question right now. It's like, no, we're talking about this. Yeah. When we're finished talking about that, I can ask that question a yeah. little later. Where if you're, like, on television or something, it's, like, it's so choppy, choppy, choppy. And you don't really get the real. Like, sometimes you'll find amazing interviews on TV. Yeah. But you won't get those, like, really, like, loose and really get to know the guests as okay. much as you like type of thing. Was there, like, when you listen back to the shows, are you ever, like, oh, weird, that's not the show I thought we recorded? Like, like either, like, better or worse. Like, where you'll be, like, oh, weird, that segment was, like, way funnier than I was expecting. Or weird, that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, because sometimes I forget, like we've been recording a little over an hour right now and i'll okay. i've i've i forget like um little pieces of our conversation and then listening to it back i'll remember and i'm like oh that's that's kind of like awesome okay. and like i don't know it's just and it also makes me think of like just going out in the day and seeing your friends of how many little snippets you forget of laughter and like yeah. things here and there and you kind of um put together little bullet points every day at the end of your night of like what happened during the day. But there's like so much other shit. (laughs) I'm trying to find like a better word than shit, but yeah, I I think it's, it's weird too. Cause like, I think it's funny cause you get into a stage where you get comfortable and you're doing your thing and it feels really good. And sometimes you forget like sometimes when I'll get worried that I can't figure something out, I'll be like, Oh no, I've actually been in this place before where I couldn't figure a certain thing out. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if you had that experience where there was a certain point where you're, we're trying to make stuff or work on stuff where you're just like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. I'm stuck. I'm lost. Like, I don't like, do. I mean, what was that for you? Was there ever a time where you were like, where you felt like, Oh my God, I really like maybe what was like your deepest creative low. Like, I'd be curious to know. Uh, deepest creative low. Um, I feel like there was a handful of them in, uh, <laughs> When I was going to school in advertising, <laughs> just because. Okay, so, well, yeah, well, you school here? It was in uh, Hamilton. I went to Mohawk oh, College. Okay. And um, that actually introduced me to the video camera, and I kind of like fucked up that course because I was having too much fun playing with cameras really? and going down. Well, so, what was the low like first before tr- you found that? Like, I'm just. Um, I'm trying to think of a specific thing, but I remember like so many moments where it's just kind of trying to just create it within somebody else's box okay and like fit a certain like style or a tone or something that's not 
that's like way out of my comfort zone oh, and not natural to me type of thing in which is yeah. it's interesting because like the hardest thing to do I think as a creative is like to refine your voice because people push it out of you you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so it's like I think it's what you're saying like like you've you know you've gotten comfortable and now you've got your vo- you've almost like you've not found your voice but you it was always there but like sometimes you, it gets pulled out of you by all the things that other people try to like tell you do you know what I mean I yes yeah sense. yeah it's the creative imbalance <laughs> yeah, the creative balance. yeah. Like, full circle <laughs> yeah no but that, that makes a lot of sense man too it's yeah really, it's cool to like kind of like break it down too because like I'm usually the guy asking the questions. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I, I love this right now too. Okay. But it's just like uh, it's making me very reflective on okay. like almost like oh, what are you doing here? Because yeah. again, like uh, today, like and yesterday, like emailing you and stuff like that. It's like I'm caught up in like the runner. Like I'm just running that next mile. Okay, okay. we're gonna make this happen. We're yeah, gonna do yeah, this. Yeah. He's gonna sit down. He came in the door. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now it's like it's kind of cool because. You kind of put my brain to like looking at everything in the third person. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's like super healthy for creatives to do because you can get like so like lost like in a spiral. Yeah, and like sometimes brain almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it's like uh, I don't know if you ever saw. I um, it's a weird thing to mention because it's it's like seems random, but it makes sense when you see or talk about it. But it's like um, Elizabeth Gilbert who she wrote like. Um, Eat, Pray, Love. So I know it's like, I, I've never even read the book, but um, mm-hmm. it was interesting hearing her talk about creativity because she talks a little bit about that, like how if you can see yourself outside of yourself and not worry and not and not put that pressure on you being the one that's responsible for it, then you can kind of, um, you're freer to just do it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You're not like, okay, this is going to be my fault if this happens or this is like, I if I do this really well, I reap all the awards. It's like, no. Like I'm just gonna see myself from outside myself and just do do it the best I can and not wor- and if it doesn't work out whatever who cares like who gives a shit yeah you know I mean? yeah like, that's really like yeah freeing a little bit that's cool and it's funny that you said her name because like right when you said her name I'm like where do I know that from where did I know that from and now I remember somebody shared a little video. And I forget what she even said. It was just like I never heard of her before. Yeah, and it was just like a little like one minute click. And I I remember clicking on it and it like made my day. Like okay, I came same. I came and yeah, then I followed I like, her on Twitter. <laughs> and then you're no like way. you're like you said Elizabeth Gilbert. I'm like who's that? Who's that? And then you started talking about like what she did. It kind of pieced together and yeah. it's like it's crazy how someone can just say something like someone who's so like you know really talented will say something and it'll click for you and really inspire you. So like I remember one. It's so this is so weird that this is the, one of the things I think made me better at what I was doing was I was watching a uh, an interview with Judd Apatow. Yeah. And he was like talking to like I think there was I can't remember if it was like in front of like maybe like a film school or something was where they were doing the interview. Mm-hmm. And like I think people were asking like how do I like become a breakout writer? Like how do I like get people to discover me was like I think the term. And I just remember being like that's insane. Like like if you haven't been like great writers like everyone's trying to discover a great writer. So if people aren't already talking about you. That just means that you're not a great writer and you need to work harder because the second you actually yeah. are writing great stuff, everyone in the world's going to know. Cause that's, they, there are so many people whose jobs it is just to find people who could, are good at being creative. So like whatever field it is. And so it's like, mm-hmm. if, I think that people make the mistake of like, I just need to be discovered. That's not a real thing. I need my big break. It's like, no, just keep working until, 
And once you get amazing, those people will find you. Like I hundred yeah. percent agree with that. Yeah, man. yeah. I I see so much of that, like in the music industry, people like oh, starting with that and stuff, and they're just like, oh, I was, I bought this. Uh, Facebook ad and why isn't anybody <laughs> clicking on my video and then this bitch over here she just posts herself like playing acoustic guitar in the oh, kitchen man. and it's got like a million views and it's just like maybe you just need to work more and and that person who like gets the million views I noticed like their intent wasn't to get multi-million views they were no. just kind of doing what they're doing and totally and the people like I don't know it's just you get to a certain level where you can't be ignored, I think. Agreed. And I think it's like one of those things, like even like with J.K. Rowling, like she didn't plan to write the next, you know, like Harry Potter. She didn't plan to write the biggest like novel series in, in terms of like sales yeah. ever. But like she was just on a, you know, she had this idea and then she spent years writing it. And then it just, you know, it, it happened, but it wasn't like, that wasn't her, I don't, I don't, I could be wrong, but I don't think she was thinking like, okay, I've got this idea. Now, once I finish writing this, it's going to be like this massive. Yeah. How can we make this Lord of the so Rings? Rich and like have all these movies. Like I, for some reason, I don't think that's like where she was thinking like, once this gets discovered, like I'm going to be the biggest. Yeah. I think if, uh, you think that way at the beginning steps, like, okay, how can I make like this first paragraph I wrote into like the next Star Wars oh, <laughs> or God. something like that, you're already like doing it for the wrong reasons and you're probably not going to connect totally. like, to the next level. It's like, it's just takes, I, I don't even know the term for it, but you, it kind of like uh, makes it ingenuine. Yes. And I feel like people can see that through your work. Okay. Whether it's like, I don't know, like a movie or a song or whatever. And, They'll probably see you like trying to copy this thing here in this formula when really the things that explode are the things that didn't have a formula and they're blowing up because people never seen anything like that before. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because I like I remember it's like you just made me think of something where like I went to um, Amsterdam to study and like try to push my work. And so I like I got a this kind of like I was set up with this sort of like internship kind of weird program inside of a sort of studio agency. <laughs> and I remember the guy who like led the photography studio, like looked at my work and he wasn't even supposed to be like really involved in like mentoring me or whatever, but he looked at my work. And I remember him saying the reason your work is so bad. And I was pretty young at this time. The reason your work is so bad is because you want everyone to like you and like your work. Oh, and I was yeah. like, and I remember hearing that like being like, Oh wow, you're man, you're pretty straight up and brutal. But at the same time, I was like, he's right. I'm so I'm I'm writing and I'm making this up, but I'll, I'm not thinking about whether it's good or what's good or what I like. I'm just worried about what I think everybody wants me to make or see or what they'll like. Do you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. And it, it's cool that you uh, you like kind of like took what he was trying to say because I noticed like some people their ego gets so attached to it. And they just be like, oh, fuck this guy. And not, <laughs> totally. like, listen to good advice. They're just totally. like, oh, he's a hater or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and he, became one of, he became one of the best mentors I've ever had in my entire life. And he's like this, like, and his life story is insane that he, like, you know, at that time, I think he was running, like, a division of Nike photography in Europe. But he was, like, he had even been, I heard, I, I, like, I don't know the full details, but I remember being told by other people in the staff. And I don't know if they were pulling my leg off. This is real that he actually, like. There was a plane crash that he was in like years ago where he actually pulled his like mother and his brother out of the plane. Holy like shit. so he's like this guy who's done all these amazing things, but is this amazing artist also and a photographer. And so it was like 
opportunities like okay i could turn my back and say like this guy's my work's awesome fuck this guy or maybe i should listen to this guy and like i think that was it was i think i was looking for someone like that though i was looking for someone to be like to push me harder than i've been pushed yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah and it's and you probably saw that he actually like said that because he cared in a way. Yes. Where there's there's there is some kind of haters out there sometimes, but For they sure. they'll say something like out of jealousy, like "Oh, this is shit" and blah blah blah, and totally. like cut you down. But sometimes, I don't know if you take your ego out of it, you can see that some genuine people like they'll give you like some criticism, but it's not to cut you down. It's to like actually make you better. And it might make you feel like shitty at the moment, but totally. in the end, like just suck it up and your work's going to like grow like to the next level from that. And so have you experienced that? Have you had like a, a moment where someone has like said stuff to you and you've been able to say like, okay, you know, that felt, hard to hear but now i'm gonna use that you know what i mean uh yeah um i find like it probably at the beginning of my video work too it's like just because oh, i uh, i knew how to use the cut button on the editing it's like okay now i can make a documentary and blah 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 and somebody would tell me it's like oh yeah yeah the idea is good but your audio fucking sucks oh <laughs> and then, really and like it was like something i wasn't even like thinking about like, oh yeah okay and then forced me to learn about like editing audio and then i've i had like so many moments like that at the beginning where it's just like somebody i wouldn't i i, I almost said brutally honest but it's not brutal <laughs> like it's like it's just honest yeah just just straight up honest like just be like okay yeah like this is kind of cool. I see what you're doing, but uh, don't do that. Don't do this. Don't yeah. do that. This looks I guess amateur. I almost more we need, actually, maybe in creativity. Mm-hmm. I mean, not more we need, but like I think sometimes people can be brutally honest, and that's not helpful. Yeah. Versus people just being honest is helpful, because yeah. then you can use it and be like, okay, well, like, and work together with that person and be like, okay, what can we do to fix it? And, and also knowing that maybe that's just their perspective. Like, sometimes yeah. people will tell you something, but if you it might just be like, okay, well, they're telling me this thing because they like a type of TV show or a movie that I don't like, actually, so I don't need to worry about that. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's like, I think I'll share my stuff with people who I know like to watch and read stuff that's similar to mine so that they mm-hmm. have the same taste. Yeah, they're the demographic for it, so yeah. throw it their way. And... Yeah, and so I, I at least have a general idea, like, okay, well, I'm writing for, th- I'll even think about them. So I have a friend, he's an amazing um, film editor in New York, and um, I'll send him stuff or I'll, I'll even think when I'm writing it, I'm like, okay, like how, how do I write this within a, a style that like, um, like not for him specifically, but like that, like would appeal to, I feel like I'm going back on the thing. Like I'm not worried about people liking it, but I think with him, it's like, okay, how do I write something that feels like it's in that category of mm-hmm. like, that he would get a kick out of it if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And if he hates it, that's okay. But like, like still with that idea of like okay this guy could is kind of like is like my external audience of myself like maybe he's a version of myself that's almost outside of myself mm-hmm. i don't know if yeah, that sounded yeah. really weird but no no it's cool it's a, <laughs> i think it goes back to like just kind of looking at everything in the third person is like super healthy in a way yeah. and, and you actually have a guy who's like you you can be like yo <laughs> totally kind of like hilarious. keep it on track and everything do you have that for this like for your stuff do you find have someone where you're I, like i find like um i've almost trained myself 
like I didn't even realize that till this conversation right now. But I've been like the last couple of years I've been critical on myself, like just almost like so listening back to like shows I edit and stuff like that, almost like taking okay, this is you asking the questions out of in the like out of the picture. And just being like, okay, imagine this was just like a show you're just listening to, you stumbled on, whatever oh, that type cool. of thing, and kind of take it from that, almost like as an exercise. And then I'll see, like little flaws I have, okay, and like things I can do to make it better, or whether it's the editing or the way I ask Dude, questions. I love and- that. Like I almost want to just go to the comic store now and like pick up one of these comics and then just be like, okay, pretend like I just stumbled upon this and I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. You, know, really <laughs> you go buy cool. your own book and like yeah. sit there and silver snail, get a coffee. And Dude, like, that's cool. No, I like yeah, that. Yeah. It's uh that's smart. Does your like, do you find your, I'm curious to know how you're like, are there things that you do in your, in your sort of like, I say normal life. I don't mean like, but like your life outside of this that you find influence it. Like I'm, that's kind of interesting to me too. Um, trying to think like influences like the show or like just like how i like present myself i guess like the show but even like i could even see like you know the one thing that always maybe like actually so here's like this a little bit different but it kind of Mm -hmm. always scared me about like i love the idea like originally i kind of like always thought like oh man stand-up comedy would be really fun to do oh yeah yeah but then i was always like but what if i'm not in that mood like how do you because like the great thing with writing comics is like um Sure, like I might feel shitty one day, but it doesn't like I can then like it doesn't affect the way people see me in the end in the comic because they like they might read in the lines like maybe ah, it's a depressing yeah. comic, but like I feel like when you're here, it's like let's say I've just if I felt really down, I might feel it might this might be difficult for me to suddenly like discuss something. You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. kind of like yeah, totally. Um, or the opposite where you have a great time. Yeah, that... like comedy wise, like I feel like it goes in ways, but it like. I don't. I feel like I don't do it enough to call myself a comic. I'm oh, like more like, even though like, I've been put on a flyer here and there too. But I feel like I have so much to learn. Like this, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. This is like <laughs> oh, a, a new uh, universe for me of create creative wise. Okay, and um, <clears throat> but I do see like. Okay, I'll wake up and like I had a bad day, and now I'm go- I'm supposed to go somewhere and feel like all like goofy and stuff like that, yeah, where it will take a lot of energy. But usually, uh, or like the, I had one recently where I felt like I had a hard day, like just job wise during the day, and was just exhausted. I'm like, oh, fuck, I, I got to go here and do, like, a five-minute set, and, oh, like, wow. I don't even feel like it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But just kind of, like, going there and seeing the other comedians and, like, a little audience there who wants to see something, it almost snapped me out of that mode. It's like, okay, really? yeah, now I'm going to do what, how I want this performance to be, and it almost, like, brightened my day, you know, <laughs> like, type okay. of thing. So, oh, that's super interesting. <clears throat> I feel like that with the studio, actually, with writing, because there will be, like, those – like, you know, a lot of times, I mean, like, you know, almost like 90% where you're just like, ah, oh, fuck, I can't, I don't feel, I can't write today. Like, I'm not, my brain's not creative. I'm, I'm not feeling, you know, like, inspired, which is like never, like, most yeah. of the time you're just writing and then you, like, the inspiration happens accidentally in the middle and you're forcing yourself to write. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think that's I agree. With, that's cool. Like to hear about. I never knew that was a thing. Yeah, in yeah. So probably like the the studio, you come in and you're like maybe like oh today I feel a little off or whatever. But the environment brings you back into the mode. And- totally. Or I'll even go to like sometimes. Well, I like I really like writing at cafes. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll see a bunch of other people write like working and writing on stuff, and so it's like, and it's good because like I don't know any of them. I don't have to talk to any of them. But I just see other people doing shit, so I'm like, okay, I can't just be at home doing nothing. Like, I need to write some shit right now, and it doesn't matter if it's good or bad or if I'm feeling shitty. I'm just gonna write, yeah, and whatever, you know. And that's cool that like in comedy that you can do that. That's pretty. Or even yeah. I guess maybe in this, I don't know if you if that ever happens. Yeah. Luckily, like on Sundays, like it's a pretty chill day, and I'm usually yeah, in a good Sundays mood coming here. Like... But you never know; there might be an episode like right before I start, I get like the worst news ever on my phone or okay. something like that. But uh, yeah, be interesting to see. But like, I, I've actually like I've never had an episode where I was just like, "Oh fuck today," type fuck of thing. thing. And I, I'm blessed for that too. And it's still like a new show. Like I think uh, since I rebooted it in this studio from the park to the studio like this is like gonna be episode 22 or 23 so it's still pretty fresh but i'm sure down the road like you kind of put in perspective like i'm definitely gonna have a day like that if uh yeah i keep doing this up because that's just life you can't like totally predict anything yeah no for sure i almost wonder if that's like that's just like i guess that's almost like i I wonder like what being a, a professional is like entails like it's just like okay that's like Join me, like you just have to do it, whatever, even if you don't want to that day, which is like, I think that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I, it would be fun if you did your, uh, sorry, I got sidetracked. Oh, no, it's all cool. Like, we can go anywhere. I was thinking about the park thing, and I was just thinking, oh, man, I hope you do your 100th episode in that park again. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, that's a fucking great idea. <laughs> I'll do it with the same like person, dude. Yo, that's, a, that's so a great cool. idea. He'd love that, too. Yeah. Like, Because uh, he, I, I, I put them as episode one in the studio version as well. Okay, too. but okay. like, yo, that that would be amazing too because he's yeah. just such like a a perfect guest for something like that as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, just like dogs going by. I love that idea, man. That would be, yeah. <laughs> when I actually do that, which I probably will, like I'll give you the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, I want no, to listen. That's a brilliant it. idea. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even um, I forget for another topic earlier uh i mentioned i i i watched like this little documentary on the making of an album like this oh, week interesting of like a music wise what's it called is uh matt mass it's a band the band calls mastodon and okay. the album's called emperor of sand is this band on your shirt Actually, yeah yeah and i saw <laughs> them the other day too okay and um i'm trying to think of Oh, it doesn't matter where it connected earlier. Okay. But again, like, I keep thinking of this documentary as things we were talking about. Okay. Because, like, talking about, like, the bad day you have and then being a professional and just, like, doing your job. So they talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, their latest album, like, uh, the one guitar player's mom died of cancer. Oh, God. And, like, kind of, like, there's, like, they did, like, a little, like, creative thing, like, where... If you just listen to the album, it sounds like some journey through the desert okay. of like some witch doctor type thing going on. But really, there's like an undertone of like a story of somebody going through cancer, which I didn't know until I watched his documentary. Oh, but he had a moment where it's like he got that news and they're like, they're like, oh, God, man, sorry. Like we could just take as much time away. We will finish this later. And he's like. No, I just like my favorite thing to do is just be here with you guys and write. And they like wrote like a fucking amazing like little prog rock thing that was like 
it's like kind of like super sad and beautiful at the same time just from that moment too and it's almost like going into your profession with having a bad day like you can take you can turn like something bad into something beautiful with like art whether even like i can see in like comic books like you're having a sad day or whatever and you writing the story and there might be like some story arc of like something coincides in your life and then maybe you write where you want it to go and it's like something totally beautiful yeah like I th- I feel like I'm going on a tangent right no, now. No, I, I, ha- I had you. a point, but I, I no, it's I, gone I now. see your point but, yeah. too, and it's interesting because I think even when you read these books, I think the books that I a, lot, a bunch of these episodes, some of them I've I've written in winter, and some of them I've written in summer, right? Oh, because you like, feel the, the the tone is different. And I, in the that? tone it doesn't. Ch- it, the, the, I don't think the tone changes, but I think the the winter ones. I think I'm a little more brutal, and I think in the summer ones, they're just. I think there's still bad things and brutal things that are happening. It's still a dark world, but I think there's some, there's like just little moments of like, there's a little bit more humor here and there. That's like a little bit like more. uh, Yeah. I just think there's like a little funny moments in certain things, if that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I never even thought like as a writer, just like seasons affect, but especially in Canada. Yeah. We have real seasons. Yeah. Even today it's like May and I walked out and I'm just like, Fuck! I need to go back and grab my heavier jacket oh, type of man. thing, and the... or even writing like right now. This like I'll have this brief like week or two of uh, allergies, mm. and I feel like when I have allergies, it's when I write the most um, action based stuff because like my brain just can't think philosophically as well. You know what I mean? It's wow. not like I'm not. I'm like okay, my allergies, my head stuffed up. Like I can't think of like really deep metaphors so let's just have some like crazy cool action yeah. <laughs> like, some, this is gonna be a bunch cool of people shit. every time i sneeze somebody's gonna die <laughs> type of thing <laughs> that's amazing that, like... oh, i love i love hearing your process man and like, <laughs> it's like yeah yeah even with, with your stuff too it's funny to hear that it, it it that there's a mirror no matter what do you know what i mean it's like cool that i like that it's called creative imbalance and that you're interviewing so many different people because i think in the end there's if you were to like take all these shows, I bet you could find certain through lines or connections to them all. If that makes sense, yeah, it's yeah, like a weird, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense to me too, and yeah. like I see it in here, and I, I, I don't know if like my listeners listen to every one of these, but I'm sure like some people like who follow it like see that as well too, and. Because it's like if I were to tell somebody about the show, it's just like, oh, what's the theme of your show? Like, because usually they know me from working through like hip hop stuff or like a rock blog or oh, whatever. Interesting. And they're like, oh, what genre is your talk show? And it's like, no, it's not really a genre. I just like I can say, okay, I had a comedian, I had a comic book writer, I had a musician, blah blah blah. They're like, oh, that's fucking random. But really, it's not that random. Yeah. I feel like it's like. I'm having similar conversations of like just the creative spirit. In. Yes. One thing that coincides is just the drive I see in everybody. Oh, interesting. It, it almost feels like the people who are doing this kind of stuff, like creative work, feel like they need to do it. It's almost like eating. Like I need to wake up and like do this type of thing. Oh my! You know what's so crazy that you said that because I was like I was literally just talking to people about that today where uh, I was actually talking to my partner about it where me and her were chatting and I was saying like, you know, like so, a lot of times I think people imagine that I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, woo, I'm writing today. Like, yeah, yeah. and it's like, no, it's like, it feel, it is like that. It feels like breathing or, or running. Like, I feel like it's like, 
I even think of like I think we were talking about like you know for Michael Phelps, like I'm sure like a lot of people wouldn't enjoy having to like swim six hours a day mm-hmm. to try to win that you know win that final thing. And it's like I feel like he's the kind of guy like I don't know if, when he was doing it. I feel like I don't know if he could have stopped. Do you know what I mean? Like I think yeah, he, yeah. Like, and you only see the race. You don't see the layers of that go training and totally. yeah, yeah. They see the victory and they'll see you with your comic on the shelf and. They don't see yeah. the shit you have and to I'm do. And I'm not going to say that I'm the Michael Phelps of writing comics because that's insane. <laughs> I'm going like, to say that. <laughs> Today on like, the show is like some... not even close. Like I'm the guy that like was like in 10th after Michael Phelps. But no, not even that. Like No, but to, I think there is that um, that thing with being creative where you, at least in, in the certain thing where you, sometimes it feels like it's so hard, but you you just know it's you're compulsive. You just become a compul I think I'm like mm-hmm. Yeah, you're compulsive and you can't stop yourself from doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And almost explaining to you like how the show came to be, it was like hard for me to like piece the puzzle together because it it's like just turned into like this magnet thing that just oh, kept yeah. on like forcing me in this direction unconsciously. Oh interesting. And it's almost like I'm not overthinking like how I got into here. Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's I don't know. It's cool. This is a fucking cool conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, and like <laughs> I'm learning about myself. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And then I just like love hearing that it, there is actually overlap in all these like different people here in Toronto, and that we're in a bit of a like a creative boom in the city right now, which is like kind of do you, you know what I mean? Because I'm not from Toronto, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so like moving here five years ago and being like, oh, is this the right city? To like me being like, holy shit! Like we are in the like an, a, a, this like crazy creative boom in the city and i'm only here by accident almost you know what i mean oh so wow it's like... we're very parallel too like i've only been here like five six years as well oh, no too okay. and from I... whereabouts uh niagara falls okay cool so a couple hours what about you uh from i, I mean grew up in victoria but then i moved okay. down to the states right after to try to work yeah 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 but yeah like you said there's something going on here yeah that's just like amazing and like you have almost have to be here and you see it and you feel it like when you go out you're like it does I, I think it doesn't even matter what your interest is there's just everything happening in toronto whether you're like in video games or scenes for that there's like if you're a raver it's whatever yeah i'm learning about like this underground comic game <laughs> <laughs> the raid and it's yeah. like all the fucking justice league of comic makers like oh all God. sit down together and there's all these little pockets because it's so populated but i think like just everybody's you can find somebody who's interested in something they're interested in and it's growing into bigger things and yeah yeah and it was interesting because i asked people i was like why aren't you in new york why aren't you in la and they were like why would i be like i've got everything i want here and all my inspirations here and, and there's like this big movement happening here uh i think even someone said to me about winter they're like you know i like i actually like toronto because the winter because i think a, a little bit of suffering really helps my creativity yeah yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what fuck that's kind of he's like if i was in la i'd be too happy all the time my shit would not be good i was like oh interesting yeah like, yeah i listened to a lot of uh joe rogan's podcast too okay. and he said like he like he lives in la now and okay. he's like always says like he grew up in Boston. He's like, people are so much nicer in Boston because they fucking struggle. They like oh, go up the weather shit. Like you're all like kind of in it together. Where LA is just like kind of nice and you take out, outside for granted. Totally. Type of thing. But yeah. 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 It's just like, I can see that with like Toronto, like kind of like build a bit of like toughness and yeah. 
Yeah, and you mentioned earlier too, like the flow of the seasons, like how it kind of like changed, like your brainwaves going into a project. It does. That's something I I never thought about before. I plan around it actually. So when I'm when I know that I'm going to be doing a really big project, I will try to write it in. I know this sounds crazy, but I'll like, and so you have to plan really in, in advance. But like, if I have something really heavy and big, I'm doing, I want to try to write it in February because I know it's going to be terrible here, but I also know. Uh, like I'm going to be in this like sort of area of my brain where I want to like really push something out in that time before, before spring and the allergies start hitting and I get too like caught up in that sort of like weird, not that weirdness, but like in that, I think there's also like once things start getting sunny and stuff, you also get caught up in that thing of where you want to get out and not even be indoors writing. You know what I mean? For a little bit, for a brief period. So I think I do try to, to plan around the season. And then if I'm trying to write something funnier, I do actually, I'm like, okay, I'm going to save that for, july or august because i'm gonna feel like i'm in a light funny mood and that's gonna come really naturally and easier to me mm-hmm. i'm not gonna feel like ah oh, darkness winter suffering like yeah 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 so it is yeah i do that does happen so i actually think i'm really excited about the new thing that we we're doing because we we wrote a lot of it in winter um but we're gonna get to chance to like rewrite it in summer so i think it'll have that really like strong like tragic undertones but the characters will have moments of funny quippy dialogue you know what i mean so that's like exciting it's sort of what's exciting about this next one is it's almost like a mix between a monster movie and then the heart of darkness if you've ever read heart of darkness based or apocalypse now the movie oh okay yeah yeah that sort of style of like a bunch of people going into deal with something um but sort of like um but done in the structure of a, a like a monster kind of a film with that i don't know if that like makes i even think of like jurassic park which isn't like exactly a monster movie but is that like we're like you see the dinosaurs at the beginning and you're like oh shit this is something terrible yeah yeah and then you know that people have to deal with it it yeah so it's like yeah so that's fun to like yeah i'm very intrigued like is like just with those themes too like i'm just like telling people that you guys got to pick up like night guardians and just see the style like oh yeah because yeah, <laughs> like with that theme with the style i know you're gonna bring to it it's just it's got a cool like fucking tone to like this whole like universe and everything and, yeah thank you yeah i'm stoked to see what's around <laughs> the corner and i gotta get you in here again man yeah, i would love to. i could talk to you for another two hours oh my know. god I'm gonna, I'm gonna check the time on this one we almost went two hours. Oh my god! No way, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's one forty-seven now. Yeah, no, I'd be happy to, or even like come in with uh, one of my collaborators and like just. Oh yeah, you know, definitely. Shit, like you also like put something in my brain too, like how there's like an undertone of different episodes. One one episode, I want to have like you in here, and then a couple people who do random shit, like not even connected to comic books. Like, oh, that's maybe have the musician, and then maybe get the porn guy in here, or whatever, and then maybe somebody else. And like, like a creative roundtable, but not in the same industry. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's and just and we'll just like talk shit and like yeah. see what happens like type of thing. That would be awesome. I think that's super. So smart. yeah, when when I, I I'm pretty sure I'm gonna do that in since you uh, made me think of that, you're going to be in that. Well, because I, well. I think it's like when you talk about, the, I'd like be curious to hear like between the musician and the porn star, like what, like how 
you know what I mean? Like, what is their experiences? And how do they go about thinking about it? And how is that? Because in, in a sense, like, they are both doing performances, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, yeah. Is there overlap? I imagine there probably is, I bet. Yeah, yeah. And they, they're probably, like, thinking questions for you, too. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Even, like, uh, yeah, I've, I'm going to have some interesting episodes in the next couple of weeks. I hope I'm not jinxing it right now, but I might have, no. like, a pro wrestler in here, too, and oh, stuff like no that. Way. So. I don't know. Maybe there's some more overlap yeah. with that kind of stuff. But uh, well, there's like yeah. there's um, a guy who uh, used to be a wrestler who writes comics actually, like cool. in Toronto here actually, which oh, is yeah, kind of yeah. amazing. Like it's it's a and that's actually apparently that's like a a thing like wrestling comics, which I didn't actually even know I, I've too. seen one at the Silver Snail. I think it's called Ringside or something. Okay, like I don't that. know. I, yeah, I haven't yeah. read them, but I heard. Yeah, I haven't read them, them either, really but cool. I just saw them there. <laughs> yeah, that's it's cool. Like, I wonder if he made that one. <laughs> so actually, that'd be curious to know if he yeah, did. Yeah. Um, I met him. I, I was. I'm trying. I can't remember his name. He was such a nice guy. But yeah, like yeah, there's all these people. They are around here and like doing that stuff. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's just trying to keep the show like different. But <laughs> yeah, he, like we said, it's like it's got the undertone of it's almost the same. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you bring well, in. Like this, one of my favorite books ever that really influenced me was this book um, called Uncommon Genius, and it was this writer who went around to every single person not every single person but a lot of people who had won do you know the macarthur fellowship um you ever heard of it it's like an american kind of thing familiar. yeah um, you probably like have heard of it but it's like the details are a little bit weird so basically it's just like what happens is that if you're amazing at what you do so like let's say they're like okay you know sean's amazing at this radio thing they'll just show up at your door randomly without you even knowing about it and they'll just be like hey here's like seventy thousand dollars a year <laughs> just to just do whatever you want to do with that money and keep making what you're making Oh, wow. And so it's just like you you have no control over it. You don't know how it, when it's going to happen to you. You just make cool shit, and then one day they show up at your door. And it could be like you could be a yoga instructor, a clown, a scientist. Like it's totally random. And in the book, she just tries to figure out what is the thing that these guys all have in common. Or not guys, girls and guys. Like people have all in common. And mm-hmm. so – um, it's super fascinating because you're like, oh my god, the clown, the doctor, the scientist, and the like musician. Actually, like these guys who are so good at it, they are doing a lot of the same things and not realizing it. Wow, which you wouldn't expect, right? It's like a weird. Yeah, I gotta yeah. check that out. I feel like somebody like mentioned that to me before too. <laughs> but the musician it's, that yeah. gave me the book. And okay, I yeah, and I was like, holy yeah. shit! Like this applies to me too. You're right. Thank you. Like, yeah, thanks for the reminder too. <laughs> yeah. And sorry, I forget who mentioned that to me. <laughs> that I forgot. <laughs> I forgot you and the book. <laughs> but, but yeah, you you mentioned the name, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? But no, that's awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. Anything you want to say before uh, we shut this one down? And- For sure. I mean, I mean, thanks. And anybody listening to, like, if you're interested, we do have the Night Guardians of Relativity coming out, um, the final issue this month, and then you can get the trade. And then check out New Humans and Zomben this month. And, yeah, um, yeah, that's a cool one. Thanks for having us on and like chatting about this stuff. Yeah, you and any of your team are welcome in here anytime. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed this, man. And yeah, thank you. You too, is awesome.
from the center of the Earth, Girth. <laughs> 